Hello, and welcome back to Reading by Flashlight as we go over chapters 7 and 8 of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne, and we'll see whether our main protagonists have survived. But at this point, you're probably going to assume and already know that they are, because hey, this is another episode. Let's get into chapter 7. So, chapter 7 is called Strange Secrets on Board. So basically what happened last time, if you didn't watch the previous episode from last week, which I recommend you go ahead and do before you listen to this one, basically the three musketeers have been attacked by cannibals. And so they're being chased by hundreds of savages and they're on their heels running for the Nautilus. They get back in, you know, they're chasing them though. Like they're trying to get to the Nautilus, but they make it our three musketeers make it back to the Nautilus safely and they hurry to find Captain Nemo and they find him. He's just calmly relaxed playing his organ and they're like, ah, oh, hey, it's you guys. How was your hunting expedition? And then Aranax has cried out. He's like, we were just attacked by savages. And like Captain Nemo doesn't seem to care at all. And he's like, buddy, literally anywhere you're gonna step on foot, you're gonna find savages. And they're all worried and they're like, well, what if they come out and attack us? And Captain Nemo begins answering them calmly again. And he's like, even if all the savages in the country came out to attack us, the Nautilus would still have nothing to fear. So he looks outside and he sees literally hundreds of these cannibals, these savages rowing toward them. And he like rushes to find Captain Nemo. And then Captain Nemo at his work table just looks up at him and he's like, you realize you're interrupting me, right? And he's like, I, I realize that, but we're being attacked by these hundreds of savages. And Nemo's like, oh? He's like, oh, I didn't realize. And he's like, all we have to do is close the hatches. I mean, we'll be fine. Like your arrows and your cannonballs from the Abraham Lincoln ship did not even penetrate my warship. And what do you think these savages are gonna do? And so at some point they get the Nautilus free of these savages and they're freed from the reef that apparently they were stuck in and they begin moving once again. So one morning when they surfaced for air, um, Aranax had decided to go up to the platform and the first mate was there scanning the horizon like he always did. But something was different this time. He called down into the hatch in whatever language that they spoke in, and he was excited. He was like giddy, he was, you know, jumping, he was like excited, or he was anticipating something. And then he, as he called down, almost instantly Captain Nemo comes up, and he begins looking at whatever the first mate was looking through in the telescope. So then Aranax puts his own telescope to his eye and as he's trying to adjust the lens to see whatever they were looking at, it's snatched out of his hand by Captain Nemo. And he's looking really mad at Aranax and he's like, Aranax, I'm gonna have to lock you and your companions in the cell for a while. And he said, can you tell me why? And he's like, no, I cannot. So five minutes later, the three musketeers are back into the cell. Their lunch is brought to them, they eat their lunch except for Aranax, because he's too worried and anxious to be hungry right now. And so after Ned and Council had finished their meal, they put their heads down on the table and fell into a deep sleep. 
And he's like, okay, that's a little weird. And then Aranax himself began to feel dizzy after eating just a few bites of food, but he tried to keep his eyes open. And then he realized something about the, he was feeling kind of drugged, basically. And yeah, at this point, you've guessed it. He was drugged. And he kind of figured out that some sleeping, they call it sleeping powder. I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but some sort of drug had been mixed into his food. And so he was put to sleep, basically. And then chapter eight starts. Chapter eight is called The Coral Cemetery. So the next morning, or what Aranax thinks is the next morning, he wakes up and he finds himself back into his cabin. The door was unlocked and everything seemed fine, so he assumed at this point he was no longer an actual prisoner. Boy, you've been a prisoner this whole time, okay? He's just too oblivious to know it, I guess. I don't know. And he doesn't find Captain Nemo till later that afternoon, and his eyes are red, his whole face is, like, droopy and sad, so he's like, something obviously happened he didn't want us to see or whatever. And when he sees Aranax come in, he says, are you a doctor? And then he's like, well, yeah, I actually am. This is Aranax speaking. And he's like, I practiced several years before starting work on the Paris Museum. And then Nemo's like, okay, do you think you could treat one of my men? And he's like, of course. So he follows the captain to one of the crewmates' cabins and he sees this man, about 40 years old maybe, with a strange face. You know, his head is wrapped in these blood-stained bandages. And Aranax removes the bandages, he examines the wounds, and it was horrible. His skull had been pretty much smashed by some hard instrument, and part of the brain was exposed. And the blood was clotting, and it was dark red. And the man's breathing was very slow, his pulse was weak, and his arms and legs were really cold. And Aranax knew that he was pretty much going to be dead in a few minutes. He knew that there was nothing he could do. And he asked Captain Nemo how the man was wounded. And he's like, that is not any of your business. I'm only concerned with his chances. And Aranax says, he'll be dead in less than two hours. And Captain Nemo clenches his fist and his eyes are filled with tears. And, you know, he left and he didn't see Captain Nemo again until the next morning. And he wanted to ask Captain Nemo when he did see him, um, what had happened to the man? What are they, you know, why did he die? But before he could, Captain Nemo actually invited the three of them to another underwater expedition. So they're all like, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. So they're in their suits, they're on the ocean floor, and Captain Nemo led the way, and there were about a dozen crew members following behind. And they go down this gentle slope, and they say there's this, like, coral kingdom down there and in the middle of this coral garden was a circular clearing and there was mounds of sand where several places were just piled up high and there was like coral crosses kind of so these mounds were definitely made by human hands not by the sea so captain nemo had everyone stop around this clearing and his crew formed a half circle and at a sign from nemo two crewmen stepped forward and began digging a hole and when they finished Four other men came, and they had a big white bundle on their shoulders. And then Nemo, Aranax understood what was happening. Captain Nemo and his men had come to bury the shipmate that had died. It was kind of like their own private cemetery on the ocean floor. 
And as soon as the body had been placed in the grave and it was covered, everyone sort of bowed and began to pray. So Ned, Council, and Aranax did the same thing. And once they got on board, Captain Nemo explained that the wounded man had died during the night. He said, we buried him in our peaceful cemetery. He said, the coral will now seal his grave forever. At least there, Captain, your dead can sleep quietly beyond the reach of sharks. Yes, Captain Nemo replied bitterly, beyond the reach of sharks and men. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode of Reading by Flashlight. And make sure to come back next week when we'll go over chapters 9 and 10. See you then.